It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast presented by Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use promo code FETCHME20 for your first delivery free. I'm Zach Blackerby. Michael Pappas joining me any moment. And yesterday I put out the call for you guys to call in and uh, and leave some voicemails. And you guys did it. You're awesome. Thank you. And if you hear this and you want to leave one, you still can. 205-502-4285. That is how you can be a part of the show and get answers from me and wonderful folks like Michael Pappas of ESPN 1067. You ready to do this, man? I am so ready. All Although right. I'm wearing a jacket because it's like cold outside and cold in the building and in this studio it's really it's, hot. It's pretty cozy. It's pretty cozy in here. All right, we got to we got to start off with this one, of course. Hey guys. <laughs> All right, <laughs> gets me every time. All right, here we go. Hey guys, it's Jake from North Alabama. Uh, look, I'm on my way to work this morning, but I was. You know, thinking before all these rumors start flying about Gus Malzahn leaving and going to Arkansas and all that stuff, let's live in a world for a second where he does leave. Who would be your ideal coach to come to Auburn? Uh, my vote's P.J. Fleck, but I want to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, War Eagle will speak Georgia this weekend. P.J. Fleck is a guy that I wanted when um, when Malzahn's job security was in question and he got it became the big deal before Minnesota hit a home run with him. The issue, and why I don't think that'll ever happen, has everything to do with relationships and recruiting. So uh, PJ Fleck is not connected in the mm-hmm. South. He's not going to be able to to recruit Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi. So I don't know if it's a great fit. That guy can coach though, and he can inspire. And I think you're always going to be able to recruit in the top twenty at Auburn, regardless of who you are. I don't know if you're going to be able to get in the top ten with your PJ Fleck. I think. 
that would uh, that would take a while. And I don't know if Auburn fans are patient enough for that to happen. So I think early on it'd be great because I think he could coach the guys that Malzahn has brought in. Um, I would like to hire from within and go with a young guy. Really? Give me Travis Williams, please. I think for PJ, I just think it so seldom happens that guys who come up coaching in the Midwest or you know out west move down south to to you know continue their coaching or get hired down south. You know, so often we see. There is kind of a line of succession, but a lot of times it's you know Mountain West to Pac-12 or um, what's Mount? What is Western Michigan? In? I don't even know. Irrelevancy. Maction? I don't know. I don't, it you know those schools they go to the Big Ten. The thing with PJ Fleck is his his idol is Jim Tressel. Mm-hmm. That's why he wears the tie. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I just think that who do you model your game after? I don't even know. Sweet. All right. So, in, in an ideal world, I would want um, Chip Kelly, or really, even, or um, you promote Kevin Steele and let Travis Williams uh, be defensive coordinator. That's what I would want. Chip Kelly. I would want. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I guess I have to think about it. I love Graham Harrell at USC, the offensive coordinator at yes, USC. Yes, you do. Never been a head coach before, so it's kind of like I. I need to go look at all the. Uh, all the yeah. mid-major or kind of lower power five defensive head coaches, mm-hmm. I want one of those. Okay. And then I want him to go get Graham Harrell. Sweet. I appreciate the call. Just for the note, I think Malzahn will be Auburn Tech coach next year, yeah, regardless of what happens over the next few weeks. All right, next voicemail, please. Warrior guys. Love the podcast. Gus Malzahn is a very good college football coach. Gus Malzahn will never be more than a very good football coach. And that is not a bad thing. The bad thing, in my opinion, is that we can't accept that or move on from it. Make a choice. Whether it's Arkansas or another job in the future, if you want great, you got to take a chance. If you're okay with very good, keep us. Have a good one, guys. I think this is an interesting conversation because – the whole, all right, would you rather go eight and four every few years and every now and then lightning strike and you got a chance at it? Because that's what Malzahn's been so far. Or, you know, do you want to swing and miss? and Or swing and take the chance of missing. Yeah, right. So I, I like the way he phrased that. It's like, all right, you got to decide. Are you good with Gus or are you not? Because at this point we know what Gus Malzahn is. Um, he's going to be a good recruiter. And I think every four years or so, he's going to be able to put together a team that's got a chance at it. And so we saw it in 2013. We saw it in 2017. I think some folks thought they were going to see it this year. It doesn't look like it's going to be the case unless something crazy happens, which it could. They've got the talent to do it. It's kind of like Gus is in it every November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just like you're saying, it's he's in it every November. One win, two wins away. Some years you, you get them, some years you don't. And... I just think, well, if we're just going to look at statistically, statistically you're way more likely to swing and miss in this situation. Right. And so, you know, I... I if Nick Saban's not in Alabama, Gus Malzahnstein is the best Auburn coach ever. Yeah. I think. I mean, one of them. Like, 
I had this conversation with someone over text message or something, but you know, we were in the office the other day. I believe you're there comparing yeah. Gus Malzahn's, you know, win loss numbers and winning percentage statistics or whatever with the rest of the Auburn coaches. And you know, no other coach in Auburn history can say they made it to a national championship and have not had a losing season. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, that's impressive. Now all his other coaches have gotten fired because of that losing season. And so like, if that ever happens to Malzahn, I think he's gone. But he's um, – I don't think he's that bad of a coach. And, you know, like the caller said, I, I think he's a good coach. Is he great? No. I mean, I, I really like that voicemail. That's probably my favorite voicemail so far. I here Here's my thing. Outside of this one. If Gus hey – someone – some national guy – uh, tweeted out something about how Florida State should go get Gus Malzahn because he's, you know, one of the only coaches in the country who's, you know, been there and done that, won conference championships, made it to a national championship. Right. The only one who seems sort of gettable mm-hmm. of that group of guys who's been to a national championship. And it, if Gus goes to Florida State, do you think that next season Florida State competes for an ACC championship? I think they would be the second best team in the ACC. Yeah, I can. I think they are in the ACC championship game against Clemson, with a chance to go to the college football playoff. Are they in the same division? I think they're in the same division. Okay, then I think they get second in their division in the ACC. They could go whatever eleven and one and get second in their division and be like. Again, on the cusp of a playoff team. Yeah. Like, Gus Malzahn has to play one of the toughest schedules every season, and he's coaching in the league with, you know, arguably four of the top five coaches in the country right now. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it, it certainly looks like Gus Malzahn is a very good coach and, you know, I guess just a very good coach. But... I don't I, I guess it's like if you think that someone else can just easily seamlessly come in and you know, be a great coach at Auburn and start winning all these games like look around man no other SEC program has just brought in another guy and he's suddenly winning it all All right let's take a look at another voicemail this one is going to take the spot for longest voicemail so Grab you a cold one, sit back. We got a few minutes, but here we go. Hey, guys, really enjoy the podcast. So my question is this. Uh, all this talk and hate about Gus Malzahn, here's what we know is uh, let's take the stuff on the field off the table for a second, and let's talk about that. what we do know is that he is a great recruiter. Auburn's had some of their best recruiting classes in the last 30 years under Gus Malzahn. He has been able to hire and retain, for the most part, really great coaching staff. And if we make a coaching change, those two things we know will take a hit. It doesn't matter who they bring in. It's not as if Kevin Steele necessarily is going to stay and all of these great uh, position coaches are going to stay. More than likely, they'll all go. More than likely, recruiting will take a hit. And he's been a great recruiter and a great uh, hire of, of staff, of coaching staff. You can't count the offensive coaches because they, we all know Gus is the offensive coordinator. So uh, the other thing that we know is that he has been able to win some big games. And, and I think Gus is 
he's everything people think he is. He's a great recruiter. He's a frustrating recruiter sometimes with like offensive line. He's a great coach and he's a frustrating coach. Uh, but all in all, I am no Gus apologist, but for these people who just constantly shouting for his head, I, I just think they're missing the big picture. And there's no way the program would take a wouldn't take a hit if Gus Malzahn were to go away. Um, so all of this Gus to Arkansas stuff, I think he's got at least two more years. I think if he doesn't get it done under the Bo Nix era within the next two years, because I think after this year, uh, Bo will have two more years, then I think it's fair to say, okay, we know what Gus is and let's, let's move on. But I think this just needs to stop. It hurts Auburn. It hurts the recruiting. Enjoy the show. Uh, look forward to hearing from you guys. Bye. It's interesting the the theme of all of these calls about Gus Malzahn. Not a whole lot of Auburn Georgia chatter, but uh, I mean it, it's it is interesting to see how the Auburn fan base is divided right now between folks that are pro Gus and people that are anti Gus. I've been very pro Gus with all of but two things. I, I can support everything Gus Malzahn has done, with the exception of two big decisions. Uh, all of them happening either last year or this year. And outside of that, I'm happy with everything he's done. He's got one of the toughest jobs in the country, and I think he's doing a, a pretty good job at it. Would I like to see the offense evolve a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's also kind of said, hey, this is this is my offense. I'm the one calling the plays. It's me. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how folks respond to that at the end of the season once the product is kind of... Once the hay is in the barn, you know what I mean? As far as like, okay, that's, uh, that's all right, let's, let's look at what Malzahn did offensively with a freshman quarterback and uh, a bunch of pretty talented skill players and um, I think a below average offensive line. But um, I, I think Malzahn's the best option for Auburn right now. I, can't, I really can't stress that enough. I agree. Okay. I, I just, yeah. The offense has evolved also. I mean, that's it's kind of a... Has it evolved or has it changed? I guess I should say he has made additions, right? Like, the screen passes weren't really a thing in Gus's... At the beginning of Gus's tenure, that's one of the reasons they brought in Chip Lindsey. Um, they do run more slant patterns now. They run more things across the middle. Um, yes, it's probably not as much as... You know, a lot of Auburn fans would like to see, but I do think it's a little bit unfair to say his offense hasn't changed at all. That's not what you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, uh, you know, you hear a lot of people say that, like he's so stubborn. Oh, his offense hasn't right. changed at all. It has. It's just not in major ways because it's still his offense. And another thing that uh, uh, something that has changed about this, like I don't think this is an evolution, but when he was hired from being, you know, the offensive genius, offensive coordinator to Arkansas State and then back to Auburn, the thing was, oh my gosh, he's going to be so aggressive. He's going to be so edgy. And he was. He was for those first two seasons. And then that, he got extremely conservative with the play calling. And that's uh, that has been a change that I think is interesting. He can trust his defense more now than he used to be able to ever since Kevin Steele got to the Plains. So I'm sure that's related to some extent. But mm-hmm. he has lost that um, that edge to his play calling. That that it's is that, that, that's something that I think is, is is kind of worth noting as far as you know giving ammo to the Gus Malzahn skeptics. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me that you say that because I always felt like. 
Gus was not edgy and not kind of a mad hatter or not. I think he was early. Until like the last two or three games of the season. Like that was it. It was like the the Alabama game, he would empty the playbook, pull out all the stops to do whatever he had to to win those games. But for the first, you know, eight games of the season, it was a shell of his offense to not put anything on film because he's you know, notably incredibly paranoid. Yeah, I mean, and every now and then Auburn comes out with a game plan and you're like, and they find a way to win, and it's like, they should have lost that game. And so I, I think he's able to put together a game plan. I think mm-hmm. he's a good X's and O's coach. I think he's a good recruiter. So, And um, sometimes Auburn yeesh. comes out with a game plan that you're like, what were they doing? Well, they just dump. Well, that. What are they doing? And a game plan that's like, okay, they just dominated this game. Uh, right. Like, this was just a massacre. Yeah. And not. He's good at beating bad teams. There's no doubt about it. I mean. With the exception I, of Tennessee. Um, but I'm very interested to see how he calls the game against Georgia and Alabama because these certainly feel like must-wins. Like you said, we spent the first three phone calls talking about Gus Malzahn, not about the game against Georgia, and it's Thursday. Mm-hmm. It is Thursday, right? It is Thursday. Okay, so uh, it, it'll certainly th- – if the edginess is coming back, it's got to be in the next three weeks. All right, here's, uh, here's our last voicemail for the day. Hey guys, it's uh, Warden. I got a quick hey fun little, I guess just a hypothetical for you. All right. What do you guys think is going to be more likely? Bo has a pretty good game throwing over 200 yards and two touchdowns, or that the team as a whole can rush for 150 plus and break the streak of Georgia not allowing a rushing touchdown? So the the question, I guess, is, What's more likely, both going for 200 and two TDs or us rushing for 150 and two TDs? Which one do you think is more likely? And if they happen, do you think that gives us a just a better chance to win or an extremely good chance to win? All right. Love the podcast. War Eagle, guys. I think if either of those happen, it gives Auburn a great chance to win because I think points are going to be so hard to find in Saturday's game. In regards to what's more likely, I, I think the 150 on the ground, and I don't know if you said one or two touchdowns rushing, but that's the one that I would bank on. I think Auburn's going to have a hard time blocking Georgia's pass rush. I think Bo Nix is going to be rattled. Um, I, Bo Nix has struggled against good defenses. Now all those good defenses have happened on the road so far this year. We don't know what it looks like. It gets a good defense at home, and we won't until the game starts on Saturday. But if I had to pick between those two, I would, I would go with the rushing option. I actually think they're equally as likely. Um, I think Gus is going to make it a point to uh, make sure that Bo is comfortable playing at home, that he gets some easy passes to start out, and I think we're going to see a better Bo Nix this weekend. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Bo Nix rush for two touchdowns by himself on the little play that they've loved to run with Bo Nix and Jarrett Stidham inside the five, that little read option. And hopefully, I I think that Auburn rushing the ball for a 150 and two touchdowns gives them a better chance to win. Because in my mind, when they rush for that much, it means that they have controlled the game more. Mm. 
I think that yeah. when I watch Auburn football, when they run the ball well, it seems like they're much more in control than when they That's a good are point. throwing it a lot. Because if, if something happens and Georgia's up 17 nothing or 21 nothing, and you start mm-hmm. throwing it a little bit more, the, the, those numbers the stats, don't always yeah. mean stuff. So See Kellen Mond in the Auburn A&M game this season. Wow, that's a great point. Thank you. Thanks. You really just I pulled that one times. out. That was awesome. I know stuff. Where did that come from? That was so good. Thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah, you know, and just chatting with Deshaun Davis yesterday, I mean, this is a big deal for the players. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this weekend is huge. It's big for the fans. It's big for the players. I'm curious to see how the fans respond to all of the players calling them out the last time there was a game at Jordan here. So that'll be fun to see. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be an electric environment. I really do. I really do. I think the fans are going to come out and, I mean, no one likes being called out, and they know the importance of this game, and now they know how important they are to the players. I, I think the fans are going to show up and show out. I hope and so. And it's interesting. You uh, you interviewed a, a former Auburn football player this week. I interviewed a former Georgia player this week. You did? hmm Who was it? Uh, Herschel Walker. You may have heard of him. No, who is that? Um, he owns the largest minority-owned chicken business in the United States. How about that? Yeah. He's actually the co-chair of the President's Council on Sports, Nutrition, and Fitness. Well, that's cool. Mm -hmm. What did he say about the game? Uh, He said that it's going to be really physical. He thinks Georgia's going to win. All right. Shocking. I know. Well, the former Auburn player I talked to yesterday on the show, Deshaun Mm -hmm. Davis, said it's going to be really physical, and he thinks Auburn's going to win. I'm shocked. Where can people find you and hear you? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Hopefully at some point the Herschel Walker interview will uh, get published somewhere because I was really nervous about it. And you, want, so, you want to put it on the end of the show? Um, sure. All right. So stay tuned. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll put. The, how long is it? Like 25 minutes. <laughs> That's fine. We'll put it in there. Okay. Maybe it'll... We can talk about this after. We'll figure it out. No. We're, we already said we're, we're putting it on the end of it. That's cool with you. That's fine. I was going to ask if you would put it up as like a, since it's so long, it's just like a special bonus episode or something. Okay, we'll Instead do that of then. doing like an hour-long episode or something, whatever. Yeah, I'll time it to go out uh, sometime Thursday evening, Thursday afternoon sometime. That work? Thanks, Zach. Is that what you want? I love you. Dude, I love you too, bud. Follow Michael on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackby. Follow show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. So just kidding, the Herschel Walker interview will not happen after this show, but it will be its own episode. So if it's after, uh, we'll just say that we'll put that up Thursday at 5 o'clock. So if it's, um, if it's past that, be sure to listen to that. So Sweet. All right, this has been another edition of the Locked on Auburn podcast. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.